Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Forwardell joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how's it going? Uh, wonderful, wonderful day in the sports world. Um, you know, uh, the, the Philly sports world, I guess, is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phillies didn't blow it for once, and, and now, you know, we can look forward to the summer. Can we? Eh, probably not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would I would love to look forward to anything at this point, but... Uh, I just don't have that degree of confidence. Uh, so, look, we have a lot to talk about today because, you know, that's the thing I say at the top of the show. I've got Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me, and uh, we're going to dig into quite a bit. But let's uh, let's talk about what you're alluding to, and that is the Phillies coming to terms with catcher JT Real Muto on a five-year 125.5, very important point five, uh, million-dollar contract extension. I don't know is it an extension when the previous contract expires probably not just contracts to remain in philadelphia this uh gives real muto the highest aav of any catcher in major league history topping joe mauer's previous record by one hundred thousand dollars per year i mean that is petty beyond petty but i love that that's what sports comes to um you know it it just proves that hey maybe we actually are going to try to win after signing bryce harper and this is a step in the right direction now figure out who's going to pitch and play shortstop yeah then we're then we're off and running chris well one of those shortstops is off the board as the phillies were tied to marcus simeon quite a bit and he signed a contract with the toronto blue jays a little bit earlier in the day Looking at Bavada, Greg, they've got the Phillies sitting at plus 4,500 in the World Series odds. How do you feel about that? Uh, taking a flyer on that. 100%. I see what you did there, a, a flyer. <laughs> we don't speak about the Flyers, Chris. They oh, but I thought that was the best team in hockey. You told me a couple uh, times already. They were for like the first two games of the season. Now mm-hmm. they're like a mediocre middle-range team that probably that might miss the playoffs if they continue to play the way they are. Uh, Travis <sighs> Kanicki. Life's, life's good, Chris. Life's good. <laughs> Yeah, I would assume that plus 45, uh, that's going to move up a little bit with Romuto signing. You're right. They do need to address some of the other issues uh, with that team right now. Getting a shortstop is of the utmost of importance. Uh, Andrelton Simmons is a guy I've been trumpeting for quite a while. Obviously, Didi Gregorius still out there. But um, the, the pitching is a bigger issue because that bullpen was a disaster to say the the most last year. <laughs> and, you know, all they've done, and not that it's nothing, but all they've done so far is bring in Archie Bradley uh, on a contract. I mean, he's going to be their closer. Problem is, Do you think is Bradley's going to close? I think it was already listed on their website as their closer. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was the, somebody changed the Wikipedia. I, no, I don't <laughs> remember now. Now, like, now I'm confused. But... Uh, they need more help for sure. And you got you have to just figure it out. You have to. What would you do? Uh, what for, what are you doing at shortstop? Because you know you mentioned Didi, I mentioned uh, Andrelton. Where are you going? I'm fine with either. Obviously, Didi fit in last year pretty well with this team. 
Um, he, he definitely, you know, had an advantage of where he was hitting in the lineup behind a couple guys who were producing, you know, so that, mm-hmm. that definitely helped. And I, I think that, I think he's a fine fit if you want to bring him back, depending on the price. But then it's weird because you didn't tender him and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm also right. fine with Simmons. I'm more than fine with Simmons. That, that, I think that's a that's a an excellent fit, and he's a better defender. So they were watching Galvis too, allegedly, but he signed oh, a one year deal with Baltimore today. It was a, a busy day in the in the baseball world. Um, yeah, Didi and Andrelton are interesting because you're once an offensive player, once a defensive player, both 31, both worth 2.3 WAR last year. What would you do? If you're gun to your head, who are you bringing in? I'm bringing in Didi because it's the guy that I know. It's yeah. the guy that I know. I, I, I'd rather trust that than, than, than take a bigger risk, even though there may be a little bit of a better reward. Play it safe, Chris. That's how we do things. Well, play it safe doesn't get you over the Mets. The Mets aren't playing it safe. It doesn't get you past that Braves rotation. Actually, I'm looking at the uh, 2021 National League pennant odds, the, uh, the odds to win the NL at Bavada. And the Phillies at plus 2,800, comfortably behind you know, the Nationals at plus 18, the Mets at plus 5, and the Braves at plus 5. Why, why, why would I ever be shocked by that? That doesn't surprise me. They... It's funny when you you think your team's doing everything to win, and then you look around, and you're like, oh no, everybody else in our division is just really, really good, mm-hmm. uh, and that's terrifying because the Mets are going to be good for a very long time, or at least buy their way into being good for a very long time, which is going to get very annoying very quickly. Yeah, and the uh, the Nationals went out and brought in Brad Hand on a one year, ten point five million dollar deal yesterday. That's uh, that's quite a coup, although it's it's surprising that it took this long, considering that he went unclaimed on waivers for less money, I believe. So, yeah, played that correctly. It is a little disappointing, right? You have the the hype of this Real Muto signing and the, the excitement of another season. And there you are sitting, even even looking at the 2021 odds to win the NL East at Bavada, you're still talking about. You know, fourth place at plus 900 behind the Nationals at plus five, the Mets at plus uh, 180, and the Braves at plus 130. So, man, this is going to be a competitive division. Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I at least like, you're not the Marlins. Like that at all. No, well, the, no, but here's what the Marlins will do. We all know what the Marlins will do. They'll somehow hit on like eight draft picks in the same mm-hmm. season, and we'll be in this situation where, you know, we are completely locked up right and the marlins just have zero salary cap and end up winning a world series that's the marlins play every single time they win a world series yeah it's gonna be interesting to watch what happens with the pitching because i don't like i don't know who do you who are you comfortable with you have nola you have wheeler it's kind of end list at that point that's about it that's about it. We're going to watch Vince Velasquez probably again. Um, mm. At least we got out of the Nick Pavetta business, which I was kind mm. of happy about. Um, but Zach yeah, Eflin. Uh, I don't know. Who, who are, what is the Phillies' five-man rotation right now? I don't I think that's it. I think we've named it. Eflin, Wheeler, Nola, Vince Velasquez, and then uh, who's the— Oh, the Spencer rookie? Howard. Yeah, Spencer Howard. That's That's what we're going to run with next year. I guess that is the real wild card here, because if Spencer Howard steps up like you would hope he would, considering what kind of prospect he was, then all of a sudden this is a whole different ball game. You have three legitimate guys who are, you know, topish of the rotation starters, 
and you can be competitive, but man, it, I think that is, that is exactly what they're showing on uh, on Phillies.com right now. There's Nola, Wheeler, Eflin, Howard, and Velasquez with uh, Bradley, who you're right, is listed as the closer. Hector Neris, uh, David Hale, Jojo Romero, Ramon Rosso, uh, Jose Alvarado, Ranger Suarez, Johan Cusada, Ian Hamilton, Sam Conrude, the boy, he, the less said about him, the better, and uh, Connor Brogdon. Every part of that sounds like misery, except for like two people. All right. I would have maybe one. <laughs> you're probably right. Who's the second well, person you're comfortable with? You're right. It's pretty much nobody. That's brutal. Absolutely brutal yet again. Like, that's, I feel good about Archie Bradley, but that is it. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm leaning. They're going to have, I think they're going to wait and see, like, who is left standing without a contract, uh, you know, a month from now. Because there is a lot of pitching still in the market, and uh, there's a lot of older pitching still in the market. Yeah, yeah, which uh, that, can, that can only go one of two ways. And let's hope that it's a positive one. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, Guys like Odorizzi and Tanaka and Paxton and Porcello are still a little bit younger, but then you get into that like Homer Bailey, Annabelle yeah. Sanchez, Cole Hamels, uh, Mike Fires group, and uh, I you think, just kind of hope you hit on one of them. I think we have to move on from the dream for Cole Hamels. It's hmm. it's about that time. He what did he pitch like one game for Atlanta? Got hurt and then yeah, really didn't that, play the, the rest best of the thing game. that he could have done for the Phillies is he signed a contract with the Braves for like nine million dollars and then gave them one start. That's that's a good point. Maybe he should sign with them again. <laughs> uh, how about you know if somebody? Uh, I know Mike Leake's been kind of terrible, but he he's interesting. Uh, he really as, is. He's actually a, very, very interesting. It's a guy who has had success in the past. Yeah, it's not past that. You're you're just in pure, pure lottery ticket mode with like a Tyson Ross Oof. or or Jeff Samarja or uh, God, I don't even Chase Anderson, Jordan I mean, I Zimmerman. Would I would buy a Jeff Samarja jersey just because the name's ridiculous on the back of it. So maybe I'm back. Maybe I'm back. I'll buy a Samarja jersey. We'll be all set. The second best college wide receiver prospect to become a beca- get drafted into Major League Baseball. Who's the first? Villanova's own Matt Caesar. Uh, of course, <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't it be Vill- a Villanova guy? Matt Caesar. Caesar could have been a second or a third round pick. Same with Samarja, but uh, cooler last name and cooler skill set elevates Matt Caesar to number one. I'll, t- I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's that's I, fine. I, I was bizarrely excited when he signed a uh, a spring training deal with the Phillies last year, and then I think he got cut before a single spring training game. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not a good. That's probably not a good sign. Typically, but no. Yeah. The, <sighs> the, was was there odds on uh, on Bovada today for zero players getting elected to the Hall of Fame? I I did not see any. That's Just, a very very specific baseball prop. Did that did that come true? That came true. Did, I've did been ba- busy all day. Baseball is literally the worst. They're the worst. Like I don't understand. And listen, I get it. You can have your arguments against Bonds. You can have your arguments against Clemens, etc. But the fact that you just have no class of of people, like no class of inductees for this year, is the weirdest thing I could mm-hmm. possibly imagine. 
Like, I mean, it's very 2020. No, it, I, I would think we were past that at this point. Well, I think the very 2020 part of it is is the 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 Kurt Schilling thing, where no. his off the field actions and and whatever you want to whatever side and whatever it is that you want to go down those paths. Like that's clearly that clearly plays into the decision to whether he makes the Hall of Fame or not, and that shouldn't be what the Hall of Fame's about. You want to mm-hmm. talk about Bonds, you want to talk about about Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit and those guys that were, you McGuire. know, had yeah, McGuire had those allegations against them for performance enhancement. That's one thing, but to take a guy's after the game persona and whatever his dumb yeah. stuff is that he's constantly yelling about bankrupting Rhode Island with his video game company. Like <laughs> you cannot hold that against him when it comes to what he did on the field. Like that is weird. He was one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. Like it, it, that's, a, that's a tough one for me. That's where the baseball writers, I feel like they're like, just like holding their nose up to everybody being like, Nope, we're right. This is how it's going to work. We don't like his attitude or politics or whatever. So we're going to keep him out of the hall of fame. Right. It's weird. I mean, whose video game company hasn't bankrupted a small northeastern state? Mine did. I mean, that's I, what I I'm saying. You, you can't see Kansas. Uh, this is a uh, this is but, but I want to say beggars and choosers, but that's not accurate. A person in a glass house can't shouldn't throw stones. Yeah, exactly. that's close. En- that's close enough to the accurate adage. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at this. Uh, this reliever group of free agents right now, and it is underwhelming to say the least. Um, I guess the next best guy who's available is Roberto Osuna, but I don't feel amazing about that. And I'm not a hundred percent sure. Did he have Tommy John? I don't know. Uh, hmm. Past that, we're talking about like. Brandon Workman, been there, done that. Uh, Ken Giles, been there, done that. Tyler Clippard, uh, Mark Mellencon, uh, Joachim Sora, Shane Green, Alex Colom, Brad Peacock, Sergio Romo, uh, Ian Kennedy. Sergio Romo still pitches in baseball? I think he might just be listed as a free okay. agent because he <laughs> had. I'll I'll tell you. I don't. Let's see if Romo pitched a game. He did in fact pitch last year uh, for Minnesota. Threw in 24 games and uh, ended up with a uh, 1.15 whip. That's that's pretty solid in 20 innings. I can't find his actual ERA. 3.59 ERA for Miami and uh, oh no, that's a combined. But I mean, wasn't here. Like- 4.05 ERA for Romo last year as a 37 year old. I was gonna say I feel like Sergio Romo was like the setup guy for the Giants in like 2000 and. Nine or ten. Nineteen ninety six. It feels like that. It feels like nineteen ninety six. That's wild. I forgot. And you know what? It's funny. I definitely watched him pitch against the Phillies last year. Now that I'm thinking about it, so that's fun. Yeah, Romo was so good for a while, and then he kind of sucked. Well, I think that's just typical. That's typical pitching and baseball in general. So I get it. Tommy Tommy Hunter could try to go down that well. I feel like every person you name, I've seen blow a save for or blow a lead for a Philly in like the last decade. Yeah, for sure. It's not good. Uh, it's not good. There's one interesting name is uh, is Keone Kella, but he is just such a horrible human being. It's <laughs> Jeez. it's tough to bring that guy into the locker room. Yeah, yeah. I guess character matters. You know, that's that, what I'm that's, told. 
Adam Morgan available. Oh God! Please, please bring uh, bring Adam Morgan in. Absolutely. A lot of a uh, lot of ex Phillies, as you mentioned on this list. How do you feel about Matt Harvey or he- here you go, Heath Hembury? He was a Hembury was a uh, negative point eight WAR last year. I'd go Matt Harvey before I did that. <sighs> yeah, why not? Remember when, remember when Matt Harvey was like the king of baseball? Oh like yeah, no, he was in, he was in that like uh, well, I forget what they called each other, but it was basically the four aces in uh, in New York. <clears throat> yeah, that went that went south quick for everybody. Outside, well, outside well, of Degrom. Uh, yeah, he's the only one really. I mean, Syndergaard's fine, but he's not he's not what the projections were. But Degrom has been. Yeah, no, Syndergaard. You're absolutely right. Syndergaard was a guy who I mean, there was. Early on, talking about him as the potential to be one of the best ever to throw a baseball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, only 28 is worth pointing that out, but has not lived up to quite that hype. And that's a little bit unfair to him just because of the ridiculous expectations. Um, Obviously didn't pitch uh, last year because of the... That might have been a Tommy John, right? I think it might have been. It was either... yeah. Actually, I, th- I think it was. I think it was. I think it was a Tommy John. For and like they announced it like weirdly, kind of late. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, Tommy John. Huh. So yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll sign Trevor Bauer. Uh, yeah, right. Um, I, we can only dream. I, 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 that to have to have a such a common surgery for baseball players named after you. Tommy John might might be the best baseball player of all time. <laughs> like that's wild. Uh, here's a couple of props for you. Uh, where will, we talked about him earlier a little bit, Jake Odorizzi play uh, game one of the 2020 season. Bavada says the Red Sox the favorite at plus 125, followed by the Twins at 150, the Jays at plus four, the Giants at plus eight, and the Mets at plus 2,000. I mean, the Jays feel like they're spending money. The Red Sox all of a sudden decided like, Oh, we, we like fired everybody, but we brought Alex Cora back. So like, mm-hmm. we're gonna start to pretend like we care about baseball again. Yeah. Try to forget uh, about what he was involved in. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're, be cool, we're, guys. We're gonna go from letting the the reigning league MVP basically like walk for you know whatever for yeah. prospects. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead. I, I I would say the Red Sox are probably the smart money, but the Blue Jays are also throwing cash around and they're making big splashes. The Blue Jays might not be bad value in that situation. I wonder how much more money the Blue Jays have, though. I mean, they've spent a a lot of money this offseason. Yeah, it's Canada money, though. That's got to be worth something. I'm not sure what the exchange rate is uh, at the moment, but Toronto Blue Jays (laughs) offseason. Let's see. The Blue Jays. I'm trying to find out what they signed Simeon for. I know it was... Allegedly in the vicinity of eight, but I might entirely be making that up because I saw it in the car. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But they've ob- they've obviously spent some cash. How about this one? How about this? Where will Marcel Ozuna play game one of the 2021 season? Braves plus the favorite at Pavada plus 125. Indians plus 150, the Strohs at plus 350, the Reds 550, and the Mariners plus 1100. I unfortunately think that one's the Braves, which stinks. How do you feel about the uh, the players passing on the uh, the recent vote for Universal DH? They decided not to do it? 
yeah, like they, on it? they were against it right now because I guess it was something that they were getting. It was tied to the expanded playoffs, and while there was a, a financial stake in the playoff money for the players, I guess it wasn't as high as they wanted. So the uh, that vote has not been has not been approved to this point. Huh. It seemed to me like the universal DH was foregone conclusion. I hate the DH. I like, but the... have it or don't have it. Right, exactly. That's the one problem: is one league having it, and the other league not having it. So, I mean, I guess uh, well, the only thing with the DH is it does give more guys li- they can extend Ooh. their careers if they're better at just hitting. So, like, that's cool. But then I also have to watch like then I have to watch like seventy five year old David Ortiz go out there and like occasionally hit a home run, but for the most part like not be able to run around the bases. So I due, to, due to foot pain. <laughs> yeah, what's uh what's the uh, David Bell up? No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Albert Bell. What's Albert Bell up yeah. to? I mean, bring him out. I mean, he could probably still mash a few taters. I don't understand. Why, <laughs> like, why not? Why not run him out there? I'm I'm a Pedro Serrano guy myself. <laughs> Who? How couldn't you be? I mean, he Major League Two. He's he's like he changes up his whole attitude. He's he's all spiritual now. It's the best. Uh, well, I don't know that I would say it's the best, but it is a thing that happened. By the way, Marcus Simeon, one year, eighteen, 18 right? million yeah. for the Blue Jays. The, Big money. I knew the eight was close because I saw the same thing and I looked it up. Big money, big money, big money for Simeon. Uh, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Shill gets the closest to uh, making the Hall of Fame 71.1%. Barry Bonds behind him at 61.8%. Clemens, 61.6%. And the threshold's what, 75? 75%, I believe, yeah. Yeah, that's it's... It's so, it's so like, perfect baseball that it like it's actually just, like, annoying at this point. It's it like either... A, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, it's either just like vote them in or just like let's stop dealing with them because I'm one, I'm tired of hearing about it, you know. Sure. And and two, it's like they're they're such differing situations, like for obvious reasons why there's questions about Clemens and Bonds and and Pettit, whereas like Schilling, like it's it's not really on the field stuff, like it's 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 just bizarre. It's bizarre to me. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, and Schilling's very clearly a Hall of Fame talent. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you look at his playoff numbers, it's it's inarguable. You know what I mean? Like, well, I would uh, argue Bonds is very clearly a Hall of Famer too. Even before he started hitting the home runs, he was very much on that Hall of Fame track. Oh yeah, I mean, he had won MVPs prior to the insane home run surge of his career. Like, he was one of the best players in baseball for a very long time. Like, it's. Say what you and I don't even think like was there ever a positive steroid test like ever? I, I, I was trying so. to I was yeah I was trying to rack my brain about that today after that news came out and it's like oh so we're going based off of this one Victor Conte thing well and the fact that his body changed dramatically but oh yeah his head got like seventy percent bigger yeah sometimes you gotta do head head lifts that's how that works right build it yeah, up I was. I I'll, I'll never forget this. I I was sitting uh, I was at the Fell, and I was it was one of uh, it was Tuesday or Thursday whenever the hell I used to play basketball, and for a stretch I was going to the gym before I was playing, and I was just I was sitting on the elliptical, and one of the guys walks in, Jim, uh, I don't remember his last name, nice guy, but uh, as I'm on the elliptical, 
he puts on like this this weird contraption on his head and start doing and start doing like neck exercises. Nice. It was uh I wanted to take a picture. Maybe I did take a picture. <laughs> because it was it was weird looking. It it felt it looked like the kind of thing you strap on somebody before you electrocute them. That's always how I want to look when I go to work out. <laughs> like I'm just about to be to be put out. Yeah, for sense. a capital punishment. Ugh, man. I mean, your jump shot was a capital punishment. <laughs> Am I ah, right? Look at you, zinger. Listen, that's what, just I, because, that's what I do. Just, just, be, just because I would stand at the three-point line and shoot mid-range jump shots probably any time that came across the ball mm-hmm. and then barely hustle back on defense and exclusively not rebound, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. That's my, that was I, my only option. I'm never going to criticize someone for not rebounding. That is, <laughs> like, just not interested in that. And my experience was if you go in the paint, you get hit by people. So oh. I would much rather just shoot it from 25. Guys taking a lunchtime pickup game way too seriously. Oh, yeah. Well, some one person more than others. Yes. Uh, yes. Who perhaps played for three years in the NFL. But, you know... <laughs> No big deal. This is this is very similar to those games. Uh, this is this this lunchtime pickup game to seven where you have it's you know it's me and Vorn against you. Ah <laughs> oh, wow, what a poll. This is literally only the only people that know what we're talking about are me and you. That's yeah. very funny. That's <laughs> fine. I feel because apparently some people don't understand that we do these shows for other people and that they listen and so occasionally rate and review. Oh, so, yeah. I, I fully get it. It's amazing. It's amazing how, how that happens. Very, very, very funny. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk about the AL real quick before we turn our attentions to absolutely anything else. Looking at these Bavada odds, this is it's going to be interesting. The the Yankees plus 250, the White Sox plus 4, the Rays plus 9, the A's plus 9, the Twins plus 8, the Strohs plus 10 uh, plus 1000, the Blue Jays plus 9. Past the Yankees, there there are a bunch of people in the same kind of area. Yeah, I mean, why are the Rays still up there? Agreed. I feel like the Rays gave up on everybody. Like they're just they're like, yeah, we made World Series making revenue this year well, in yeah. a in a down year for everybody. Um, let's sell out. Let's we're done with this. Let's be. Let's really not back. pretend like the sucker bets don't exist. They do, they do, and that's why they're there. And you can still you can still talk about a Ros Arena and all that fun stuff, but it is it is not great for the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, honestly, I think that I think that the AL comes down to like the the Yankees and. Uh, like the White Sox, I guess are fine. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not convinced really anybody in the AL is overwhelmingly great. I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. It's the White Sox are they're going. It's going to depend on the young guys. If a couple of those young guys take a, a step this year, then that is a really, really dangerous team. Uh, who's the guy from Oregon State, Nick? Oh, the, uh, yeah, the second baseman, the the well thought of hitter, Nick. Yeah. Um, it starts with an M, and I, I, I keep wanting Ma- to say, "Oh God!" Yeah. I keep wanting to say Marcakis, and I know that's not it. It, it's, it ends. It ends with an I, if I remember correctly. No, it doesn't. It's Nick Madrigal. Nick Madrigal, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they also. Very, have, I don't want to. I don't know if you caught this or not, but they did sign Nick Williams. 
Oh, well, uh, you know, <laughs> Matt, I'm, I'm going to drop that news on uh, on Matt the next time I talk to him. And the, the White Sox uh, fans uh, online fan shop is going to be getting a purchase later this evening. So mm-hmm. very good. Very, very good for him. I didn't realize Madrigal got uh, got so much play last year. Played 29 games for the big club. Hit 340 with a 376 OBP. Yeah, kid, kid's got real talent. I, I remember watching him um, in the World Series and just being being pretty pretty blown away at how how good he get, how good he looked. So that's uh, I think I think if he he's a guy that if he can step up for that team and sort of ride that that youth wave that they're on, I think they're I think they're going to be pretty good this year. I think Madrigal's issue is uh, there's literally only two positions on the on the diamond that he can play. Like he second, is a he is a yeah. second baseman or a left fielder if absolutely necessary. Yeah, yeah, you got to be versatile. I don't know what to tell you. White Sox, it, the heavy favorite in the uh, the AL Central, as you would imagine, at Bavada, minus one thirty five. Next up, the Twins at plus one eighty, and the Indians at plus six fifty. I don't know if uh, people have been paying attention, but what's going on in Cleveland? But I don't think they should be that high. Uh, they are. They they're another team that just sold off everybody, and now there's rumors they're going to trade Ramirez. As they um, should. That, that team is absolutely prime for a rebuild. Yeah, it's it's bare bones. The Cleveland Rockers are are <laughs> going to be. They're going to have a real problem <laughs> this year winning ball games. I wouldn't mind that Twins bet though. That twin that Twins bet plus one eighty. Yeah, you like the you like the Royals at plus five thousand there. No, it's amazing. <laughs> the ebbs and flows of baseball and how you could be top of the world World Series champions, what, five years ago? Uh-huh. And now you're plus 5,000 to win your own division. Like, it's nuts how fast it happens. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I feel for uh, Whit Merrifield, who I think is one of the, the best players in baseball that people just don't know about at this point. Yeah, he's just stuck in Kansas City. Nobody talks about him. He's, he's not just... young and he's 32 already. I am shocked to see that. Yeah, and he's been very, very good. Very, very good. I, w- I would have guessed uh, if if Bavada had an over-under for how old Nick Mer- uh, Whit Merrifield was, I would go like 28. So I don't know if that – I guess that's positive for him. But that's baseball, man. Baseball, true. Like, it, like these guys – some of these guys don't get into the like majors on a consistent basis until like 27, 28 – yeah. And they've been around for four years, and you're like, oh, man, we are we are set. And it's like, oh, he's 37. It's like, what? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> that does not seem possible. You cannot tell me that Ryan Howard is that old. I that Well, that's the exact guy I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that dude that dude was like, he, he was old fast for those Phillies teams. What's crazy is that next year, him and Rollins go on the, uh, they'll be on the Hall of Fame ballot to bring yeah. that back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I think Jimmy's got a better shot than Ryan does. Well, just from a length of uh, a, the length of time that he was a, a solid contributor, you know what I mean. I think that that stands out. Like Howard, Jimmy had that crazy the, 2020, 2020 year. That is true, and, and Howard has like the flashy numbers and whatnot. But Rollins was always so consistent, and you know, just just output, output, output. I. I I could see him having a shot. I don't know if he'll make it. Listen, if Scott Rowland can't make it, I don't know if Jimmy Rollins can make it. Well, Scott he, Rowland. He left Philly for baseball heaven, and uh, it did not end up with him taking a trip to the cornfield. No, it didn't. But I, I would honestly argue that Jimmy Rollins has a better has a better chance than Scott Rowland. And all I heard, I think, a hundred percent. 
Yeah, all I heard for the past couple weeks is how Roland could be the one that gets in this year. I, I don't even know what the number came in on. And it's there's just no way. There's no Let's way. Let's see. Scotty's career from 1996 to 2012 worth a total of 70.1 war. Uh, Jimmy, how long is that? 17 years. Good grief. That is a, that's a career. You can, you can play baseball forever, Chris. Jimmy played also 17 years, and Jimmy was worth uh, only 48, only 47.6 war. That's interesting. <sighs> Didn't run out enough short infield fly balls, Chris. That counts <sighs> against war. But he does have that MVP one year in uh, in 2007. Yeah, that, I think that plays a major role. It's always weird, though. Like He has such a strange career. He's only an MVP finalist, and by finalist, you know, we're using the absolute loosest terms, and it <laughs> basically means top 30. Um, five years. One of them, he's number 17. One of them, he's 30. One of them, he's 10. One of them, he's 21. One of them, he's 1. It's crazy. For... for- for a league that is so hell-bent on, like, advanced statistics and looking at, like, you would think they'd, they'd be able to narrow that, that list of finalists down. Mm. Just a tiny bit. Well, and you love advanced statistics. Oh, huge fan. Huge. As soon as you <laughs> said war, I fell out of my seat. I was so excited. You, you do love it. Um, <laughs> here's, the, here's the issue with Merrifield. He only showed up in 2016. Huh. Weird. Yeah, yeah, 29 and now he's 30, 30 or 28 and now he's 32. Oh, he's got to cash in. Somebody's got to pay this man. I think he uh, looks like Whit Merrifield was playing in uh it looks like the Oklahoma the Omaha Storm Chasers. Uh that's in in AAA. Nothing so, better. Nothing better than AAA baseball team names. Yeah, well, there's or like minor four, league team, yeah. There's like nine minor league teams now with all of this contraction. So <laughs> Gone, gone are the days when each franchise had, you know, seven or eight different minor league teams. It'll be back. It's just the way it I works. don't know. I don't know. Those The lower levels and having, like, the, the two rookie teams or the two low A teams was always a giant money loser. It's just a matter of can you produce that one guy who does something at the major league level that then makes up for that difference? Listen, if I and some teams get, can't. Yeah, listen, if I don't get to go to a Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game, I'm going to be mm-hmm. upset. Oh, you'll be pissed. I know how yeah. you feel about the jumbo shrimp. I mean, I became a diehard fan when Mike lived there for that summer when he was working uh, on an internship. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down with the jumbo shrimp. Okay. I, I refuse um, to eat them out of solidarity with the jumbo shrimp mascot. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't ba- baseball's so dumb. It really is. But I love it. I don't know why. Well, minor league baseball's—it's just—it's weird and fun. Yeah, it absolutely is. You ever go uh, the the Blue Rocks in Delaware? Been to games there. I, I never went to any games in Camden. It, weirdly, I would think you would think that the Reading Phillies would be something that I went to, and I don't think I ever went to a game there. I don't think I did either. Honestly, huh. that is yeah. that is a little bizarre. Yeah, I feel like that's an easy trip for parents. Like it's just hey, we're gonna go to a Reading Phillies game. We'll just drive to Reading, watch a quick game, and then go home. It's a good Saturday outing. But then the question becomes for the children: Why are you making me watch a Reading Phillies game? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, uh, baseball, baseball indeed. Is sports in general really weird right now? I saw an Adam Schefter tweet 
that he expected there was going to be something like 18 quarterbacks changing teams this offseason. It's going to be a just bananas kind of crazy year. I want to get your thoughts on these conference championship games, specifically the NFC conference championship game, because, you know, the the Packers are taking some heat. As they should. (laughs) I mean, first of all, and say what you want about the Bucks and Tom Brady and all that fun stuff. But the Packers had this game. They absolutely mm-hmm. had a chance to win this game far and away. Three straight interceptions on drives. They don't get any leverage. They don't get any momentum from any of those. Uh, yeah. Except for, you know, they get down inside the 20 and don't go for it on fourth and goal down eight. Like, it was, that was a bizarre moment if I've ever seen one to kick that field goal. Like that's all on coaching. Like that is situational awareness. Like you go down from eight to five, you still have to score a touchdown and now you're losing the ball. And right. I, I don't know, man, that is, that is one of the toughest decisions I think I've seen that could rival the, the Blake Snell decision from the world series. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But again, you're a big analytics fan. So you support it. Of course. Absolutely. I don't even the analytics can't even tell you that kicking the field goal there is the right move. It just can't. Yeah, there were a lot of colorful opinions on Twitter following that. I can only imagine. I, I refuse to look at it. Yeah, as a guy who was in on the Bucks and a few weeks ago on on Better's Delight told you the Bucks were going to win the NFC mm-hmm. and then also the Super Bowl at plus nine hundred at the time. We're we're all in. We're all in on the Bucks. Bold move to say Tom Brady will get to the Super Bowl. I I know I know I am just mad. I'm just mad that I didn't I didn't just stick to the Chiefs and I rode the Bills as my other prediction. So that was a little bit of a bummer. But do, I, do you know the odds for this offhand? Because I do. I'm curious if you do the. Uh, the percentage of uh, of Super Bowls Tom Brady has played in over the course of his career, I think it. I think with this one, it's like twenty percent or something like that. Greg, he has he has made the Super Bowl forty seven percent of the time he has oh, been a professional I, football player. I was doing the percentage of Super Bowls played. I see what you're saying in the years that he was eligible to go to yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, yes, he he Tom Brady did not make it to Super Bowl three. Uh, some some I mean he's old enough. So. Yeah, he he was only twenty two at that point. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's insane how consistently that dude can just make the Super Bowl. Like that is unheard of. Forty seven percent, basically half the time he's been in the NFL, he has made it to the Super Bowl. Those are probably higher than LeBron NBA Finals numbers. I don't think you can make. I don't. I don't think another person can can do that. Like Mahomes, maybe, but yeah, there's going to be Mahomes has a shot. There's going to be years though where that team is going to be very, very, very tightly, you know, hamstrung with the cap and his number. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have to hope, and obviously Andy Reid's not going to be there forever. You're you're going to have to hope that you stay drafting as well as you do because if yeah. you don't. There may be some struggles now. His talent may overpower that, but I think it's. I think there is a chance that that to to make ten is a very difficult number to ever hit for anybody. Yeah, that team is just so absurdly good right now. They're they're so much better than every other team in football. Well, it's what terrifies me about having a future bet on on Tampa because I'm staring at this just machine that steamrolled the Bills last mm-hmm. week. 
And it's like, oh man, like they're gonna just they're gonna just absolutely destroy Tampa. And like I I know Tampa's defense is they're fine. Like Devin White, they'll get Antoine Winfield back. Obviously, Vita Vea played. Junior, like, Antoine Winfield Jr. Ah, yes, I forgot. It is weird <laughs> watching a guy. Antoine Winfield Jr. If yeah. he is Antoine Winfield, who also played in the NFL's mm-hmm. kid, he is. And I'm like, oh man, I'm old. That is. That's oh, old. Greg, you know Brian Dawkins Jr. was a senior at Clemson, and uh, Asante Samuel Jr. is going to be a uh, top 45 pick in the NFL draft this year, and hopefully a future Eagle. Um, I'm not. I'm not the world's biggest fan of Samuel, but I, I, we can. I could deal with it. That's fine. Um, no, yeah, it's. I, I've officially hit peak old. I'm just like. Oh, Patrick ah. Sertain the second as well. Yeah, I figured, you know, I, I never actually looked that one up or questioned it. No, I you just, shouldn't. I, I just it's, assumed. It's, it's not just another Patrick Sergei. Yeah, I was like, that's definitely the dude that played for the Dolphins' as kid. <sighs> Man. That's an interesting idea. Like, I, I like that idea for, for my child in the future. Like, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to rename myself Tom Brady or something. And the kid will be Tom Brady the second. And everyone will just assume. It's not, yeah, I mean, they have to. Right, you have to. It's I would like, think so because people are dumb. Like when, exactly. Except it's for like you guys when, listening, you're very smart. <laughs> it's like when Bronny James changed his number because oh, he didn't God. want people to know, uh, yeah, like to recognize him. You know, he's LeBron James Jr. Yeah. So bad news, Bronny. You need all yeah. the help you can get. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that we were going to like forget <laughs> who your dad yeah. was. Well, it's not even an issue of that. It's like I would be riding that train as long as I could if I was him. I mean, he's going to. He's going to eventually ride it right into the NBA. (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's basically a given that LeBron's going to be a free agent specifically to play with his kid. So whoever drafts Bronny gets at least a year of LeBron, even if he is 41, it still doesn't matter. That is insane that, that there's a chance that that's going to happen. There's not a chance that's going to happen. That's going to happen. What, it's, the, the chance is 100%. It's it's so wild. And you, like, it makes you think about like Griffey and Griffey Jr. And then you're like, the yeah, Ripkins. that was... Yeah, the Ripkins. Like, that's absolutely crazy. And you like baseball is the perfect sport for that because you can be like 39 and just like kind of prattling around out there or oh, yeah. DHing or something. Whereas in basketball, like... You're getting to 39, and you're like, yeah, this is this is rough. Now LeBron's 36, and he dropped 48 last night against uh, the Heat, or not the, oh, Heat, the Cavaliers. No, it was, so, the, and it should have been like 30. But the ca- did you see what happened? I just saw that he scored like 20 plus in the second, in the fourth quarter. So what happened is at the end of the at the end of the third quarter, LeBron misses a shot at the buzzer, and I guess a member of the Cavs front office celebrated a little bit too hard oh. that he missed. And then LeBron got got him for twenty one in the fourth. Patty LeBron is, I think, one of the most under undervalued. Like, oh, he's uh, unstoppable. Yeah, it's when when he gets it into his head. Like, there's that that game against Charlotte in the playoffs. It was like game two of the series, and Jordan was sitting on the end of the bench or like in the first row, and LeBron gets a steal in the breakaway, and he does like a ridiculous, it's like signature breakaway dunk. And mm-hmm. instead of looking at the basket, he's just staring Jordan down. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is just like it, it, pure insanity. Yeah, well, I think you need that to be at that level. You just you need to have these things that drive you past what would what would fuel a normal human being. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think I think you're seeing it with Mahomes. 
teams. I, it's a weird comparison, but I, I, I also actually I think both guys. I think I don't Brady, know. I don't know if it's true with Mahomes. I think he's just so preternaturally talented. Well, I think there's that, but I also think him going tenth overall. I think yeah. that at least initially has played a part in all of this. Um, if you see like things he'll, things he'll like on Twitter, etc. Like those types of things. There's a little bit of that pettiness in him. But there's also like you talk about Brady. Like there is zero doubt in my mind that Brady's sole focus this year was to prove that he could do it without Belichick. And that's like the one thing that he needed to help push him over the top. Now, you can say some of the numbers got inflated towards the end of the season. Obviously, they had that crazy blowout in week 16. They played them in week 17 for at least part of the game. Um, But... Like you can't you can't tell me that that isn't the one thing that's just driving him to get all the way here. I agree it's, completely. It's actually insane that Tom Brady went to the NFC for one season Uh-oh. and is going to the Super Bowl. Well, let's. Uh, I guess the listeners already have this information, but Andrelton Simmons has signed a one-year, ten point five million dollar contract with the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, of course he has. <laughs> Well, welcome back, DB. It's almost certainly going to happen. Unreal. Unreal, Chris. What are you unreeling about? You were pushing for DD 25 That's minutes true. ago. I'm fine with DD. You're just, if we can get... you're just, ang- you just like to be angry. You I, like I to be disappointed there's... by sports. You like to be disappointed. There is nothing better in my mind than being disappointed by sports because I'm so used to being disappointed by sports. That's the sports problem. are disappointed by you. They should be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, you know, n- another dedication. Yeah, for sure. Another one of those guys who I think just uses the haters, as it were, to fuel him is that that guy in Green Bay who may or may oh, not yeah. have may or may not have played his final game for the Green Bay Packers, and that's what I want to hit on here. Bavada's got odds for where Aaron Rodgers will play Game One of the 2021 season. The Packers, the favorite, plus 550, followed by the 49ers, plus 8, the Saints, 850, the Patriots, plus 950, the Colts, plus 1,000, and others, but others aren't relevant. What do you think happens here? This is feeling all too Brett Farvey. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know the Packers jumped the gun, right? They jumped the gun, traded into the first round, picked up Jordan Love. Like, did they trade that for that pick? Eh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't um, think so. I- all right, so either, so they stood pat and drafted a quarterback in the first round. And, like, obviously that's not going to go over well. You know Aaron Rodgers' attitude. You've known yeah. Aaron Rodgers' attitude since you drafted him. That was one of the most brutal draft nights ever. Oh, Ralph, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, like, and you know that there's always been a chip on his shoulder, and there always has been. So, like, Doing what you did puts you now in this situation because he went out there. He's, I mean, I think we can all agree that he's most likely the league MVP for the regular season. Agreed. And he put on an absolute clinic. And now he's playing his hand exactly how he should. He's going to do the emotional press conference after the game, uncertain future. Then there's a report today that he wants more money. Oh, yeah. He's in Green Bay if he gets a new contract. Otherwise, he's gone. Yeah. I I mean, it is is a wild situation right now. And if you're the Packers, like, how long do you have this window with Devontae Adams, with Aaron Jones, with, like, that sort of lineup because you can't tell me that Love was going to come in there and do what Aaron Rodgers did with that talent because past Devontae right. Adams 
listen, Lazard, Valdez, Scantling, they're fine. They're, they're fine receivers, but like they're better because they're playing with Aaron Rodgers. That's just the way that that is. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Rodgers is in the catbird seat, and I, I, I would like to – I, I want to say that he's going to be back with the Packers at that plus 550 number. Um, but if, if what you said about Schefter is right, who knows? He might be a cowboy for all we know by the end of the se- by the end of the off season. Well, I think the contract part of it is really interesting because he is owed and granted there's some non-guaranteed money and all of that stuff, but Rogers still has three years and quick math says about $110 million left on his contract. So my question is what kind of contract is he looking for? I don't know, man. I mean, it's he's he like he's already signed through his age forty season. I don't know how you can improve that, and unless he's sitting there watching Brady going, "Oh, let me see if I can leverage Brady's success at forty three to to me eventually being that." You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That is. How could you get more money out of that? So, I mean, I guess looking at it, the thing that it would be would he would he would want more guaranteed money. Let's you've got three one ten or something like that, and only fifty seven point five guaranteed something like that. You know, Kirk Cousins' fully guaranteed contract. What if and and I guess that's that's also interesting too because. Look, if this guy's contract is guaranteed, it's his team. They're not going to Jordan Love. So what if he says, I'll stay. I want every penny of my contract guaranteed. Bye, Jordan. We'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you basically have to. And that's a really bad position because you're not going to recoup a first round pick that you spent last year on that guy at this point. Not even close. because He's such an unknown. And th- with this year, with all of these quarterbacks available, you're just... You're not gonna get that. Like a two, maybe, maybe a late two. I thought. I think a lot of people think Jordan Love was a little overpicked last year. So uh, maybe a three this year, a two next year. That's just that's not good value. No, it's not good value in any way. It's that's gonna be a real problem for Green Bay. Wow, man. I just when 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 that news started breaking during the Chiefs game and, and mm-hmm. Twitter was exploding, I was like. What is going? On? Why would the Packers ever get rid of Aaron Rodgers? And then, like, right. you're like, oh, it's because of all these other factors that made no sense when they happened. Now they're fully coming into focus. It's mm-hmm. it's an interesting conundrum. Butterfly flaps his wings, and a, a dam breaks in in Portugal. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. It's uh, and Ashton Kutcher makes a bad movie. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> I don't think that movie was that bad, and actually, it had. One of the like most morbid endings uh, that you could ever have. Like one of the endings was literally him strangling himself as a fetus because he knew what was going to happen if he was born. That is, I, I maybe I don't remember that movie the right way. That is insane. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out because I <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's correct. Uh, butterfly. Well, this is gonna be a weird thing in my search history. <laughs> Oh, man, man, I'll tell you what, I, uh, my computer is just, it just sucks. I can only imagine. Uh, when, you're, when you're researching Ashton Kutcher butterfly effect. I am doing it right now. Situation, like. It just doesn't want you to do it. It's like, you no. know what, you, you can use your time better. Listen, <laughs> stop, stop with the charades. 
Uh, yeah, I'm watching a I'm watching a preview of it right now. It is a uh, apparently they changed the ending. Okay, uh, this is a Google. This is a Google first page for why did they for butterfly effect ending. Uh, people also ask why did they change the ending of the butterfly effect. Evan travels back into his mother's womb and strangles himself with his umbilical cord, said to be the original ending, but because it did poorly with the screening audience, the theatrical ending was chosen for the uh, cinema release. So I guess that was the original ending. Ah, okay. There are so. there are four possible endings to the butterfly effect. Wow. By the way, can I just tell you that I've always thought if I were to make a film, to make my own film, I would want I would want like six different endings. And honestly, not just that, but like like the last like thirty minutes of the movie to be kind of different, and just have them played randomly when they were played on television. <laughs> hey, you just do the clue. You do clue exactly here. right. Just show, exactly. Just right. show all the endings. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay. I don't because I'm look. I want somebody to tune into my movie on on USA on Tuesday at at, at eight thirty at night and to stick with it to see what ending it was. I, I revisited Clue like I'm sorry to hear ago. that. Maybe like a month ago, and it is still an excellent movie. You, I don't know. I, for what, I love the cast. I don't know if I love the movie. Well, it's just so. It's just so. Out it's no there. butterfly effect, Greg. Well. How could it be? <laughs> Colonel Mustard's out here, I don't know, harassing women or something. Um, it's just, it was just a bizarre, like, the idea, but, like, whoever came up with that be like, all right, we're going to make a board game movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they, to play it, like, about as perfectly as you could possibly imagine with, like, all the different, with the different endings, I think it's just, yeah. it's it's good, val- it's, it's good comedy. That's what, that's what I'm here for. I believe the director was Jonathan Lynn, if I'm, uh, I'm correct about that. No idea. But yeah, talk about that. And Tim Curry, maybe never better. Oh no, he's so good in that movie. Maybe like, never so better. Good. Yeah. Good times. He's, um, a guy, he's a guy that's missing around Hollywood. I think he had some health issues. We're uh, rooting for you, Timmy. <laughs> um, he was in an episode of Psych. Uh, we're on American Duos episode of Psych. Along with uh, Gina Gershon and uh, I don't remember the third person. I'm in the process of digitizing my my entire DVD and Blu-ray collection and putting it on a Plex server so that I have all of them available to me at all times. And uh, it reminded me how many terrible movies I own, Greg. So, so well, this is something that I, it's something that literally I was thinking about last night. Yeah. So maybe like maybe like five, eh, probably five years ago, four years ago. It was right after I moved back home from Oregon. Um, I was like, I have these two books of DVDs. Like, let me just, let me just start trying to digitize them, create a whatever mm-hmm. account, and 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 like get them on there so I can stop worrying about having just all these DVDs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. You know, I'll pay whatever the fee is for every. It's movie. cheap. Yeah, it's not that. Oh, expensive. that's back. Oh, you're talking back. Voodoo used to have an option that you could uh, you could digitize. You could get the digital version of any movie for like two dollars. That's originally yeah. what I wanted to do. Yeah, and that was my thought process too. So I don't know what the process is now. It's um, literally burning the movie, and uh, and uh, it's a two step process: burning the movie and then then changing the uh, the format. Now you're asking me to do way more. It's a lot. My computer runs constantly. Yeah. Well. 
So, but last night I was looking for a movie to watch, and we were in bed. The Sixers were terrible, and I was like, "Oh god!" Well, I'm not going to sleep, so I'm just going to keep slogging through all. The- I went through like every single streaming service I had, and I like, couldn't find anything that looked even mildly interesting. Mm. And now, mean- meanwhile, like I've not seen like several large franchise movies. Like I have plenty of options to watch something new. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to watch Pool Hall Junkies. Pool Hall okay. Junkies was like a super, it was like an early 2000s movie. I think it was just like an HBO movie. Like it wasn't even like a <laughs> wide release movie. But it's a good movie. It, it's, you know, um, uh, the, the guy that played um, the bad guy in Smallville was in it. Michael Rosenbaum? I don't know. Maybe that's the guy I'm thinking of. Maybe it's not. Um, the bald, plays, are you like, talking about the bald guy, Lex Luthor? Yeah, I think that's who it is. Yeah, it's Michael Rosenbaum. He's also in an episode of Always Sunny with a gun. That doesn't help Um, me, but I'm pretty sure it's Michael Rosenbaum. uh, Yeah, I think that's who he played in that. that. Um, But like Joe, uh, it's not Joe Montana, it's Chaz Palminteri's in it. Christopher Walken's in it So easy to confuse for each other. Yeah, they really are. Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder's in it It too. It is Michael Rosenbaum, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so very good. Anson Mount, this is a good cast. Yeah, it's a very good movie. Like Christopher it's, it's, Walken. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good movie. It's got a good ending. Like everything everything about the movie is solid. But you cannot find it streaming anywhere. And I have a DVD. Uh. I don't have a DVD player in my bedroom. So it's just like this is all I want to do is watch this movie. So I got to figure out a way to to do this efficiently and and not have to spend hours of my day. And my collection of DVDs is nowhere near the level of yours. But okay, well I have six hundred and. Let's see. I'll look right now. My, like, you, you know I used to have a lot. Yeah. I have like almost two full books of DVDs. I have an app that's called My Movies on My Phone that keeps track of my... I have 665 uh, Blu-rays. That seems unnecessary. Yeah, it'll be higher at some point. But do you have DVDs or Blu-rays? DVDs. Okay. So look, that's good news. It's going to... It's not going to... It really wouldn't take that long for you to digitize them now yeah, with would, that with that said laws are fuzzy about whether or not you're actually allowed to and they're not fuzzy you're not allowed to but <laughs> but it wouldn't be that hard a process for you i'm just telling you that right now but just give me the ability to buy it i will just buy the online version oh i like, agree with that i agree with that entirely and nothing makes me angrier now than when i buy a new release dvd and it does not come with a digital copy yeah, I mean, I haven't bought a DVD in a long time, but I agree, I agree with you. That would be extremely annoying. Like the other day, I finally I I wanted to watch uh, Adam Carolla's The Hammer. I watch the weirdest movies. By that's the way. a fine. Just that's so, a fine movie. I've won. Hey, look, I've talked to Adam Carolla about The Hammer. It's true. It's true. <laughs> couldn't couldn't find. It's not on any streaming service. I again have the DVD. I was not going to hook my Xbox up to my living room television, and I paid like eight bucks for it and just bought it off of the Google Movie Store on my TV. I was like, I, the eight dollars is 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 way worth it. Then buy. Look, yeah. you, you just all right. When when I move, you can. I'm getting a new Blu-ray player anyway. You can just have my old Blu-ray player. <laughs> The problem I don't. Is, I don't want this for you. This shouldn't be your life. <laughs> the problem is, is not having any space to put it. Like where my TV. I mean, it depends. If I eventually set up my basement the way it's eventually going to look when it's not just a playroom, that's one thing. We're talking decades, though. This yeah. Is, well, that's I'm, your playroom too. Don't try to pass it off on the children. I mean, I'm down there. I'm down there shooting mini hoop. 
every once in a while. So, you know, you know how it goes. I do know how it goes. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm theoretically on a plane in a couple of weeks and I'm going to be in hotels quite a bit and I wanted to make sure that I had movies. So I've currently got about uh, 49 of 644 movies on my Plex server. So that's wild. They're Absolutely there. Wild. It's it's going to take forever. My computer runs uh has been running 24 hours a day for the last like week or so. But last thing and not doing well with it. Last thing <laughs> I want to hit. Uh another interesting prop at Bavada and sort of in the same vein as the as the Aaron Rodgers one. This time we're talking about the uh Detroit Lions quarterback Matt Stafford who has amicably broken up with the Lions. The uh, the odds for where Stafford will play his first game of the 2021 season, 49ers plus 350, Broncos plus 450, Colts plus 5, Lions plus 5, Patriots plus 5, Washington football team plus 6, Panthers plus 8, Raiders plus 1,000, and uh, that's pretty much it for relevance. I guess Houston plus, one, uh, plus 1,200 is kind of interesting. Where are you putting your money on Stafford playing next year? Hmm. It's an interesting one because Stafford is a stats machine. His teams yeah. just always stink. Well, wait. Well, let's take it one step back. Where do you think Rodgers is playing next year? I think Rodgers is a Packer. Okay. If he's not a Packer, I think he's a 49er. Yeah, I think that's I think he's bet. back in the Bay Area. I, I like that. I think that's definitely that's probably the one landing place that makes the most sense. And I say that just because I believe it influences Stafford here. What? Uh, so where does Stafford play next season? I think Stafford ends up on the Colts. Okay. Because I don't think that the Eagles as a whole give up on Wentz, and no. obviously the Colts are the logical standing point there, but I don't think it gets to that point. I Can think you believe we've, we've talked for an hour and haven't said Nick Sirianni's name? Yeah, because it's that uninteresting of a hire. <laughs> I like, that's, that's true. I mean, it's 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 the new yes man walking around Lincoln Financial Field in the Novacare complex. Well, it worked for Jim Carrey. Sure, sure did. <laughs> that is references. I mean, that is like Jim Carrey's like thirty seventh best movie, and yeah, at at best. But uh, I, Stafford I next year. I think the Colts. I think the okay. Colts are where he lands. They get him out of the conference, and it also gives him the best chance. I mean, that Colts offense really just needed. I mean, Phil Rivers was fine. Like, it's not like Phil Rivers was an absolute disaster there. I mean, they, they, he, there was just certain throws he just couldn't make anymore, and there's a lot of downfield stuff. And they have guys who can get downfield, and I think Stafford can still make those throws. I think it'd be a really good fit there, honestly. I think Carolina is an interesting landing spot at plus eight. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to get one of these quarterbacks. I'm just not sure who it's going to be. I really I don't hate Houston because Houston feels right. They're going to get rid of Deshaun Watson. It's just a matter of does he go to New York or does he go to Miami? I guess that's kind of irrelevant because in either one of those trades, they probably bring a quarterback back. But I don't know. I, I could see Matt Stafford putting up just empty numbers in Houston next year. Yeah, I could too. The problem is, again, he's going to a franchise that's decimated, though. Yeah. That's so true. you're you're not doing him any favors by sending him to Houston. Like that's that's the only problem. All right, Greg. Final question. It's the one everyone's been waiting for. We've hung in here these sixty-two minutes. Bavada asks, who will win 
the 2020-2021 virtual Pro Bowl. <laughs> this is a real thing. and uh, I know. But we've got the AFC minus 120 and the NFC plus 155. Listen, give me the dogs. Give me the dogs all day. Uh, that in that situation, I gotta go dogs. I just mm-hmm. because NFC, you know it's a video game. I'm an, yeah, I'm an NFC guy. <laughs> that's just that's just the way to go. Always take the the undermanned computer team. That's a, that's a great philosophy to live by. And you get that directly from one of the hosts of Better's Delight. So take that to the bank, kids. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Hordell. Thanks for listening, and remember, princesses don't poop. See you next week.